This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Film on Tap, the show where me and my wonderful co-hosts, Andres Gallego and Nancy Rodriguez, we talk all things movies and we have a damn good time doing it. This week, we've got some great stuff to talk about, a lot of trailers to talk about. Big week for trailers, especially with DC Fandom having just uh, aired or been a thing this past weekend. So we're going to delve into that and a bunch of other fun stuff. But before we get started, I want to see how my co-hosts are doing. So Nancy, Andres, we'll start with Nancy. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Like I said, the earlier the Raiders won, I would have been cranky yep. pants coming on this show if they hadn't won. <laughs> and I'm celebrating. I don't know if you can see it with a little white. Oh, a white claw. Okay. So all right. Very excited. And I'm super excited to go over all these trailers because I feel like this was a great week where we got yeah. all the trailers. Yeah. All oh, all my God. Yeah. yeah. All of them. <laughs> and yeah, Andres, how are you doing today, man? Oh, well. I added a little something <laughs> special in my drink. Oh, did but, you know? Yeah, but the thing was, that was six hours ago. Oh, so you guys need power. to. So you guys need to get on my level. Oh, we're oh, working so we there. We're getting there. Ten more of these is what it sounds like. Mm. Okay, yeah. You, I think you need to play serious catch up. I think nothing's <laughs> happening. <then. laughs> so we we're. So let's get this thing started, guys. We got a lot to talk about. So the first thing I want to talk about is. Uh, this past week, we had some big casting news for the MCU. Actor Will Poulter was announced uh, to be playing Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The character was teased at the end of uh, Volume 2, I think, in the credit scene, if I'm not mistaken. So yes. now this is fans finally seeing this character in live action. Uh, what do we think about this casting? Uh, do we think it's great? Do we think it's Ant? Do we think that it's going to be one of the best or worst things to happen to the MCU? Andres, let's start with you. What are you feeling? Well, as a fan of Adam Warlock, that is a character that is very, very hard to pull off. But with someone like James Gunn at the helm, I have full confidence in him. Although I will say Will Poulter is not my first choice for Adam Warlock, because Adam Warlock in the comics is written to be this pure, 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 like the best, the best that any being could possibly be like he's physical perfection in every capacity. He's also drop dead gorgeous as well, too. And it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I know, I know it's, it's so. <laughs> no, hey, no what a disc no of Will Poulter. <laughs> no, 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 like no, no, That no, guy's but, handsome, but this other guy, not so uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. But, but here's the thing is that, is that he doesn't fit what the typical look of Adam Warlock is. Having said that, Will Poulter is a fantastic actor. And you know what? And like and like you said, Nancy, he's not a bad looking dude whatsoever. So like all these people that are like in up in arms whatsoever about the casting. I'm like, guys, you've, you've not had a chance to see what he can do yet. And also on top of that, I guarantee you when by the time the movie comes out, there are going to be so many people who are like, oh, my God, like I can already see all the stands coming out of the woodwork for this movie. And. I mean, personally, I'm very excited for the casting. I'm also just very excited to see Adam Warlock finally up on the big screen. I mean, that was teased like what? It was 2017. So that's almost five years ago by this point now. I mean, I don't know math, but like, geez, like they announced that so long ago. I don't know. <laughs> basic I'm, math. I'm, gl I'm glad we have that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know math. All right. No, it's four years ago. Four. 
There we go. There we yes. go. Now that Matt's getting it. Yeah, we got, we got it. We got it. We got that. Now, <laughs> now, Nancy, I know that you're not like me because I'm not overly familiar with the Adam Warlock character. I've heard of him, but I haven't really read any of his comic book arcs or anything like that. I've seen what the character looks like, sure, but I don't really know much about him. And I know that you don't really know much about the character either. Yeah. So as someone who's a little bit kind of a little bit less attached to the character in terms of his look or maybe how he might be portrayed, like what do you just think of the casting of Will Poulter as his character? I actually really like Will Poulter. And I mean, let's get it straight. Will Poulter is kind of a funny looking dude. Like he's a little goofy looking, which is <laughs> he's, fine. Got, he's got some intense eyebrows. Doesn't yes. He? <laughs> hey, those <laughs> eyebrows can act circles around all. You know what? Us. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. eyebrows in this business that can get their own acting jobs. Okay. Eyebrows work. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> but, I, you know, I was told that both of them have a different agent. So it's kind of tense right now. Yeah. Fighting over <laughs> one agent. But yeah, I um I'm excited for Will Poulter to kind of take this leap into uh you know the um MCU. And uh I'm not as familiar with the character, but again, I'm very excited to see what he does with it. And I just love Guardians of the Galaxy in general. So I'm excited that we're finally getting this third movie. Cause like Andre said, you know, right. it's been four years since it's been teased at the end that we were getting this character and all that so i'm just excited for the movie in general and like i said i'm excited to see what he does i have faith that he's going to do something well with it um from what i didn't see sorry um, i feel like <laughs> you have someone who's constantly revving his motorcycle i know it's like, <laughs> like i noticed that in the last my, episode and i'm just yes. like this guy must be like really just like test running it constantly because <laughs> i'm up by the main road and i don't know why motorcycles are like the hot thing in this area of town it's ridiculous the recording we gotta go <laughs> <laughs> now um but yeah um i didn't see detroit but i heard he was fantastic oh. in that movie and going from um where the we I always get this title wrong. We're the Millers or Meet the Millers. Yeah, no, you got. We're it. the Millers. Yeah, yeah. We're, the Millers. we're the Millers. I always do that. Um, going from We're the Millers to Detroit, um, I really saw kind of him uh, coming into his own in terms of acting, right. which I love. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what he's going to do with this character. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I think Will Polder's a phenomenal actor. Uh, I've loved what he's done. And like, I feel like he's really proven his versatility. I mean, I was introduced to him in like the Maze Runner movies, which I thought he was surprisingly really great in. And then where the Millers where he's showing his comedic chops. So like he could really kind of go to different ends of the spectrum, which I was really impressed with. I know mm-hmm. I also heard great things about him in Detroit. That's another one of those movies that's like on the queue that like every time I'm about to watch it, something else comes in and I'm, <laughs> and I'm watching that. It's instead. not like a lighthearted yeah. movie. Yeah, no. that you can yeah. Just, like, yeah. On, no. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I love Catherine Bigelow and I feel bad for not having seen it, but it looks like a heavy movie and i feel like i need to be in the mood to watch that but that's besides the point um (laughs) i think that i'm interested to see him as this character and i know how like andres was like oh well in the comics he's this you know really kind of like physical specimen and you know like he's basically what every guy would want to be you know in in terms of that um but i kind of like he has this like otherworldly look to him which i kind of feel and i mean that in a good way like not in like oh you're ugly and you're different from other people no i mean it in a way where like i think he looks like he's from outer space in a really cool, yeah. unique, appealing way. So I feel like I think someone did like a mock up of what he would look like as Adam Warlock with like the glowing eyes and the hair. And I was like, oh, that looks he fantastic. Looks, he still looks yeah. great. And then it's like you have that combined with his gravitas as an actor. I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. And I'm sure he's going to play like have so much fun being in this MCU universe. So I'm super excited for it. So, I mean, I'm just like, you know, Nancy said, I'm just happy to be finally getting a third Guardians of the Galaxy movie and finally complete this 
you know, gun trilogy, but uh, I'm sure he's going to do phenomenal things with the character. But, you know, now that we're wrapping up Adam Warlock, we're going to be transitioning into what we really need to be talking about this week, which is the trailers that came out. Oh, my word, were there so many just like every day, something new and something big was dropping. So we'll get some of the the smaller ones out of the way, even though in my mind, they're still big trailers. But the first one we definitely got to talk about is that we finally got the first trailer for the new Scream movie, which is hitting theaters this January. It's coming up. Super excited about it. So this is our first look at the movie. That This is the first Scream movie that was not directed by the late Wes Craven, unfortunately. And, you know, a lot of fans were a little bit worried about what this movie was going to look like. It was going to maintain the feel. But we have our first trailer. So, uh, Nancy, what did you think of this trailer? Let's start with you. I really liked it. I mean, me personally, I was fine if they ended it at the Scream 4. I didn't really have like an an urge for another Scream movie, but I don't mind that they're making another one. And it looks really good. My only problem with it is uh, exactly when uh, David Arquette is saying, you know, this time it feels different. I was like, it does feel different. <laughs> like, so the mm. tone is not as campy. It's a very kind of a grittier scream, um, which could be good. Um, but I just hope that that is just them kind of trying to reel people in to get on board with this fifth movie. Um, mm. And that they're going to still have that camp to it. Cause that's honestly what I really loved about those scream movies is that, they were movies I could sit down and pop in any time because they were scary, but they also had that camp to it where I wasn't, you know, trying to look through my fingers and like horrified and scared and, right. you know, all of that stuff. So I really hope that they keep that tone in the movie. But as far as the trailer goes, it looks it looks really good. And I, I like that they're bringing all the original people back. You know, maybe they'll die. I don't know. We'll see. But that's I'm, I'm worried that they are going <laughs> to die because we're on the fifth one already. But. Yeah, I, I love the trailer. How about you guys? About all right, Andres, what do you think? Ooh, ooh, I've been waiting for this trailer for so long, <laughs> and we're not even talking about the big, big, big one. But even still, this was a fantastic trailer to open up. Uh, right after we were done with the show, the trailer, the trailer dropped, which was just odd synchronicity. But right. I, I do agree with Nancy to a certain extent that the trailers present more of a serious tone. But I will say that with that trailer presented more as a serious tone, the big X factor is the fact that the guys who directed probably one of my favorite movies of 2019, yeah. Ready or Not, Love it. that movie yep. is fantastic. And also on top of that, it's hysterical. Oh, yeah. It's hysterical all the way through. So I'm I'm so sure that they will infuse that tone in that comedic sense all the way through. And I... And just watching the trailer, that was a concern of mine that I had. But then I was like, you know what? It's those same guys. If anyone's going to get a screen movie right, it's going to be those two. And I I really dug where the trailer was going. I love the tone that they presented. I also love just how they're incorporating certain things in the modern day that is ripe for scream. Mm-hmm. Like like the whole scene in the trailer where, where she's locking the doors via the apps mm-hmm. and then they're all opening up again. Like it's, yeah. it, it reminded me of that moment in the first film when Sydney's in the car and she drops the keys and then all the, all the locks just start popping up one at a time. It really kind of brought me back to that feel. So honestly, this feels different than all the other screen movies, but different in a way where it's like, it's great to have them all back again. And then also Come on, Sydney Prescott just just starting off the trailer being like, like like David Arquette being like, 
all right, Cindy, do you have a gun? I'm Cindy Prescott. Of course I have a gun. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're back. <laughs> we are back. Although I will say I would not uh, I would not have been disappointed if they drew Barry Mord her at the beginning of Scream 5, where they were just oh, like, oh, oh, no, you die. Sorry. So I, I, I would have been that would have I would have given so much respect for that. But I mean, clearly she's in the whole movie, so they're not going to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on board with you, Andres. I think it looks super fun. Like I said, I mean, there's definitely a little bit more seriousness in the trailer, but I still think there's still lighthearted things that are in the trailer. Like like you said, like the whole beginning, you know, even when um, Courtney Cox's character shows up and then I think Sydney asks her, like, are you ready for this? She's like, I'm never ready for this. Like, <laughs> like Just like there's like these little bits of humor in there that are great. Or even when Ghostface is like, Sydney, it's an honor. Like, it's just like, yeah. you know, like they're still having fun with it. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I like that they're bringing in a brand new cast, but they're also bringing back some of those original players. So it's kind of like them ushering in like a new cast, which honestly, totally OK with. And like. Like you said, you know, this is from the directors of Ready or Not, a movie that came out of nowhere, which was so much fun that, you know, walked that perfect balance between being serious and being campy. And mm-hmm. I feel like they're they were like the ideal perfect choice that if Wes Craven couldn't direct this movie, they are perfectly suited for this material. And I think it looks fun. It looks, you know, a little bit more terrifying than previous installments, which I'm really excited about. And I just think it looks like so much fun, like especially in January, which is usually like the ghost town of movies, you know, like when there really isn't a ton to see. Like, like that's yeah. something to really look forward to, which I'm really excited about. But yeah, another Scream movies on the way. I've loved every single one. I think they're all entertaining in their own ways. Sure, mm-hmm. their you know quality varies a little bit, you know, from movie to movie. But I enjoy all of them, so I'm definitely excited to see this fifth installment. And then we had another horror trailer come out from director Scott Derrickson making his return to the horror genre. This is the man who gave us Sinister, you know, the exorcism of Emily Rose. You know, th- he's finally returning to the genre that kind of put him on the map. And we have the first trailer for The Black Phone, which stars Ethan Hawke and is his new creepy movie. What did we think about this trailer? Andres, we're starting with you, my friend. Well, I've heard so much about this film in terms of pre-production and all this stuff, because I also follow the writer uh, um, Cargill on on Twitter, and I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of his. And keep in mind, he's also the guy who came up with the original idea for Sinister. And he also wrote Sinister with Derrickson as well. So this is the first time in, I think, about nine years that they've actually like gotten together to write a horror movie as well. And Sinister, I don't know about you guys. I absolutely loved Sinister. And Sinister so was good. one of those so that, that stuck with me so long afterwards. And just the fact that they're coming back together to form something else just gets me so excited. And everything I've heard about this movie in terms of, in terms of just like the talk around town and all that other stuff is that they just have another winner on their hands. And I personally cannot wait to see it. And then also seeing Ethan Hawke turn his, his very charismatic personality and his very lovable fatherly type of personality, you know, especially when you watch him in like stuff like boyhood or even stuff like in, um, in the original sinister where he's like, you know what? It's kind of a douche, but at the same time, very relatable where he just turns that around and just becomes very, very uncomfortably sinister. Like, like, like that moment where he's like, Oh, I'm a part-time, I'm a part-time magician. You're just like, Oh my God, run, run. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just so creepy and so terrifying. Just the mass that he wears too. And it's just so good. And also this, this is also um, based on a story by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Mm-hmm. So this is also just another, 
just another big markup in horror for me. So honestly, I could not be more excited for this movie. The trailer gave off a very different vibe for a horror movie, and it just it, it looks fantastic, and I cannot wait for it. Awesome. Nancy, what do you think of this one? Yeah, so, okay, funny story about this. When we were talking about what trailers we were going to discuss, I actually hadn't seen this. I was like, oh, let me go watch this. This was during a day where I wasn't feeling good. I was in and out of sleep, watched the trailer, fell asleep, immediately had a nightmare about this fucking trailer. Yes. And I mean, I'm I sorry, like, but yes. Yes, no, exactly. And I was like, this is going to be a good one. That's how you know yes. it's going to be great. And mm-hmm. I, no, it honestly looks fantastic. I love that it's a thriller that then turns into like a supernatural kind of story with the phone and everything. It looks really good. I, I'm so on board with Ethan Hawke uh, being this like really super creepy character. He pulls it off so well in the trailer. Yeah. And I gotta say though, her, his friend in the beginning, he was like, oh, you don't believe, like you actually believe that. It's like, there's 10 missing children within your one town. I think you should probably yeah. believe this guy is snatching up kids. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's the 70s. Yeah, okay. Kidnapping was very easy back then. I get it. Um, but no, I'm I'm so excited for this movie. How about you, Tom? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I am beyond excited. I mean, I feel like Andre says basically everything I want to say right before I say it. So it's great. Just like, you know, let me just go back to what Andre says. It makes, exactly. it make, it makes my job easier here. No, like I'm really excited for this one because like Andre said, it's from, you know, the team that gave us Sinister. And I think Sinister is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Just that lawnmower scene in particular is one of the scariest things I've ever seen on film. Uh, and just seeing them team up again for a movie with a great concept like this. I mean, I was sold on the concept alone when I read what it was going to be about. Then you have the team from Sinister. Then they said Ethan Hawke was going to be playing a villain. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I mean, I'm already a huge fan of Ethan Hawke, and he never really gets to play a villain. So I'm really excited to see what he does with this character. He looks great and super creepy in the trailer. And I, like I said, the concept just really is, seems really interesting in the way that they're doing it. Um, in the trailer and the way they're kind of expanding upon it is looks fantastic, especially in terms of like this young boy trying to get out of this trap and how he's going to get out of that trap, I think is going to be very, very cool. The only thing I'll say about this trailer, and I think a lot of other people have said it too, shows way too much. Like where I really felt like I saw far too much of the story. And even like, I felt like we were seeing almost the entire movie. And I really hope that's not the case after watching this trailer. But, you know, like honestly, the concept alone, if they gave me more of a teaser, trailer i still would have been sold and i still would have seen it but i'm still incredibly excited to see this one and i'm just sad that it doesn't come out till february and again a very strange time to release a horror movie but i was like okay we'll, we'll, do, we'll do february no no valentine's no, no, day perfect. you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh, true, date valentine's movie. day yeah. Yeah. all right you gotta all have right. a date okay. movie in there man you gotta have a date movie yeah, it's like, you know, like if she's going to take me to see the next Nicholas Sparks movie, I'm seeing the Black Phone. <laughs> there you go. Good trade off. Yeah. That's I, why you cast Ethan Hawke. Oh, exactly. cute Ethan Hawke. Let's go see that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, this isn't exactly the movie where he's going to be looking his cutest. Let's put, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's put it that way. You go for they the Ethan Hawke, you stay for the, the horror and the thrills, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but in terms of uh, trailers, we're shifting gears now. We're going from horror all the way to DC fandom people. There's a big weekend for comic book fans, especially DC fans. We got a glimpse. We got glimpses at so many upcoming DC movies. Uh, and the, probably the two biggest glimpses that we got were of the new flash movie coming out um, next year. And also the new Batman movie that is coming out uh, next year, both which we're very excited about, but first we're going to be talking about the flash 
which, you know, obviously it was previously announced, you know, as this movie was going into production, that Michael Keaton's Batman would be back in the fold since this film is tackling the Flashpoint storyline. Um, and we got our first trailer here. We got to see the first footage from the movie. Let's talk about it. Nancy, start us off. I mean, let's be real. I'm more excited for Michael Keaton than I am the Flash itself. I'm I'm excited <laughs> for the movie. But there we go. <laughs> so excited for Michael Keaton to come back. You know, I want to see that. Um, no, it looks really good. His suit looks so much better. Uh, it looks so much better in this trailer. Um, so I'm excited for it. But I mean, at the end of the day, I really want to see Michael Keaton. He's honestly Perfect. my favorite Batman uh, out of all of them, which I'm sure not a lot of people, you know, he's their favorite Batman, but he's mine. Um, yeah. But I just love how the trailer um, definitely ties everything in together very well and just teases those little things with Batman and doesn't, you know, I'm sure that's Michael Keaton's Batmobile under that sheet, yeah. but they don't sh quite show it yet, which I appreciate. Right. I don't want them to give too much away. Um, and then also very interesting. I wasn't quite sure. It looked like uh, Ezra Miller, there's three versions of the flash, but it looked like almost like Ezra Miller was like a different version of himself as a flash. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure, which was interesting, but I love the little, you know, tiny wimey, things that they got going on in this trailer. So I'm super excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. Andres, you, you're already smiling from ear to ear, my friend. What do you got? What's going on in that head of yours? You know, I have so many things to say, but I kind of feel like you would probably say it best first. Oh, look oh, at that. He's steal your thunder. Oh, see, that's what guilt looks like in real time, everybody. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 keep in mind, when we start talking about Batman here, yeah, that, then you, we'll shift gears back to you. We'll right, give please. you the platform first. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in terms of what my thoughts were, you know, like I know a lot of people like, don't get me wrong. I like Michael Keaton as Batman, but he's not my favorite Batman. So I know a lot of people are super excited that he's coming back. I think it's an awesome prospect. I think it's really cool that he's going to be back in the fold here. And I'm very excited to see how he interacts with Ezra Miller's Flash. The fact that they're tackling the Flashpoint storyline is super exciting. Uh, it was. Very, very very excited just about the prospect of seeing him in a Batman suit again. Could not be more excited. But uh, in terms of a teaser, I was actually really happy with it. And it definitely made me, made me more excited for it than I was previously. Because previously, like it had hit so many hurdles and so many stops that I was like, is this movie going to get made? And if it does get made, is it going to be any good? But I do have faith in Andy Machete, who I think is a really strong director. I loved what he did with the It movies. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what he does with a comic book property like this, because he clearly can handle like a big scale production. And I think that his sensibilities will definitely lend well to this kind of material and this kind of story. So I'm really excited to see what he does with it. So yeah, I'm pretty happy here. I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of The Flash in general. So I'm really excited to see the story. How about you, Andres? Let's shift it back to you now. <laughs> well, I'm also very excited to see this. And to answer your question, Nancy, there was two flashes and to the right is our brand new Latina Supergirl. So oh, that, okay. that just gets me so pumped. And oh, like, that's just, awesome. yeah, just seeing her, just seeing her in the background and stuff like that. I just was so yeah, excited. I didn't quite, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a nice 4K big ass TV. So I was looking at my tiny ass TV, but I was like, it looks like she has a red suit on. Can't quite yeah. tell what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's awesome. That's amazing. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, no. So, so to keep going, I mean, like, again, the first reveal of the Flash is red suit. I mean, we've been waiting for the speedster suit for so long. I love the Zack Snyder suit where it kind of feels a little haphazard and stuff like that. But 
I was ready for I was ready for for the tight spandex suit that the Flash is normally known for, right. and also just seeing that that he has the ring. I'm like, oh my god, is are they going to do the thing in the comics where they shove the entire costume inside of the right. ring? I know it's so cheesy, it's so campy, but oh no, I love it. Love if it. there's if there's one person that's able to do it, it's Andy Machete. And also just talking about just the return of Michael Keaton's Batman. The trailer, you know, being someone who aced the freaking uh, video chronic pop culture quiz for Batman 89. I noticed. Um, I was right there with you. Thank you very much. You were, you <laughs> were right in the there. Quiz, but I, I did just as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. You did just as well. But, but all I will say is that the beginning <laughs> of the trailer, the beginning of the trailer also started to have the Danny Elfman theme. And I was like, Oh my God, they're bringing mm. us back. They're bringing us back. And this is and like, as the trailer keeps progressing, they start talking about different timelines and just Keaton just seems like he's, he's still got it. He's still got it guys. And also a fun story. Keaton apparently said that um, when they were, when they asked if they could do a, a, a body scan of, of his body for the, for the new Batman suit, he apparently asked, but, and again, this is all hearsay, but I'll be willing to bet that Michael Keaton is that badass enough to where he will do this. But apparently that Keaton had asked, you know what, can we just get the moldings from the original suit out and let's see if I still fit into them? And apparently he still does. Dang. <laughs> like, what a pimp that's move. Awesome. I know, right? Like That's a baller you, move because if yeah. that backfired, ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just comes out his guts like hanging out of the suit. He's just like, all right, guys, when you're wrong, you're wrong. I die on the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah, but apart from that, everything looks really solid for it. The Flash is one of my favorite characters as well. And the fact that they are adapting the Flashpoint story is great. My one concern is I don't I hope they don't try to days of future past the DC timeline with this, because I think it's just mm. going to get a little messy with that. But yeah. overall, I'm really pleased for it. Um, I was over at Nancy's uh, brother's Eric's place when I was watching the trailer. And literally, there was that moment where it cuts to the Batmobile. And then right when they rip it off, they black it out. And I'm like, ah, come on. Show, us the, show us the Batmobile, uh, which is my favorite one out of the entire bunch. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, awesome. very, yes. very excited. I'm glad that we're all excited because that would have been really awkward if one of us wasn't. <laughs> all right. Like, this trailer sucks. Yeah, it's like, this trailer is terrible. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but now, we're. I mean, in speaking of DC Universe now, let's talk about Batman. Because we, I, this was the big event trailer that everyone was waiting for going into DC fandom. You know, they were teasing that a new trailer is going to drop. Matt Reeves delivered. He gave us a brand new full length trailer here. Uh, the our last one, one, I feel like the last one dropped a long time ago. It's it's been a minute. Last year, actually. Wow, damn, time flies. But we've because, got a brand new look. At, yeah, yeah. I, no, I yeah. was about to say. I was about to say because the movie was originally supposed to open this month. If if everything right. had gone according to plan. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to get the Batman this week. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then they pushed it back again because of uh, COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so now it's coming out in March now. Uh, we got a brand new look at the movie. Got a lot of people excited. Now let's see if it got us excited. All right, Andres, I'm going to pivot to you now because I know you're so... I've been talking to you about this trailer almost nonstop. What did you think about the Batman trailer? What did I think? You heard me. 
Oh, oh. oh right. We have a light oh, shift. Oh, okay. Here. <laughs> we got the light shift <laughs> For here. For audio listeners, Andres has changed his light to red. <laughs> to a yeah, very bright, now. to a very bright Rob Pattinson red from oh. when that original that original teaser was released of the suit, which is mm. oh my god. All right. I can like literally every time they do a Batman movie with the exception of Zack Snyder's Batman, it always feels like they manage to tweak that character in a way where they make him darker and darker and darker. And this trailer right off the bat doesn't resemble any previous Batman movie beforehand. And that is a very tough thing to do. I mean, you look at all the multiple Batman movies that have come out and like this for sure feels like a much different version of Gotham city than we've ever gotten before. It feels like a mesh up between Nolan's realistic take and Tim Burton's ultra stylized look for Gotham city. And just coupled with that, with the fact that the trailer starts off with a very seven esque type of moment where they're capturing the Riddler for the first time. And then just also just the slow pan into the coffee. And then there's the question mark in there. And then hearing Pattinson's bat voice was was fantastic. Finally, we're away from the stupid, oh, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Like, we're done with that. We're done with that. You know what? Just have him speak in a very whispery voice and that's it. But probably one of the one of the more surprising elements of this trailer was how much of the rage we saw in Pattinson's Batman, how mm. much he how much he seems like an unhinged person, which Batman from the very start is an unhinged character. He is a hero by the very method and the virtue that he will not kill and he will not step into that boundary where all the other thugs and the villains are, but that we see a movie where he's struggling with that line is is brilliant and i'm just so overly excited for this and then the cap off that moment in the trailer when when the batmobile comes through and then you know the penguins just like laughing like oh i got you and then that batmobile comes through and freaking topples that car like it's nothing uh i i i was i i, I can't tell if you like this trailer <laughs> I think you're on the fence, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of looks derivative of like David Fincher's seven. What am I talking about? If you're going to derive anything from a to a Batman movie, David Fincher, come on. You're, you're all good. Exactly. Nancy, where did you fall on this one? Are you as excited? Uh, I I mean, I don't know if anyone could be as excited as Audrey's about this trailer, yeah, but true. but no, I am very excited. I like the gritty version of this Batman. I like, uh, I think Mark Ellis tweeted out something that was perfect. <laughs> he said something along the lines of like, I think this version of Batman could have murdered his own parents because like, he's just so <laughs> dark. Uh, and I remember seeing the first trailer where I was like, I think Batman just murdered that man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, like this is not a Batman I've seen before, uh, which I like. Mm-hmm. I would say my only qualm or my only concern, which probably isn't that big of a concern, is that finding a good balance of being Bruce Wayne versus Batman, because they haven't shown a lot of him speaking as Bruce Wayne. It's a lot of like moody emo shots of him, like with his trench coat and all of that. Um, and to me, that's the Spider-Man issue is that for a long time, they couldn't find this balance of 
finding someone who could play Peter Parker really well and then also Spider-Man really well. It was almost like they could find someone who could play one or the other very well, but not both. I've been to Tom Holland. I feel like Tom Holland is great with both. Um, But anyways, that's my only concern with that. But not a big concern, because honestly, what I want to see from the new Batman is him beating the shit out of people and being dark and being doing Batman things. Uh, So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I love, uh, you know, that they have the Riddler making his little fancy lattes and being creepy and weird (laughs) in the trailer. I like Batwoman. Uh, She looks amazing. And uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin looks crazy not like Colin Farrell looks amazing which I'm super excited about that so yeah overall it looks it looks fantastic so I'm excited definitely what I'm gonna see in the theaters I feel like how about mm-hmm. you Tom awesome. yeah I mean I remember when Andres texted me he's like oh so the trailer came out and I was like and he's like do you want to cover it I was like well let me just take a look at it as if I was gonna be like no but like <laughs> but then I just remember I remember I just I watched it and then I texted him and I was like Jesus that's this is wow. Like, it's just like <laughs> every new look at this movie that I see, it's just like, it really does look very different from other iterations of Batman. And like Andre said, that is a very difficult thing to pull off, especially like when we have this version of Batman, you know, Ben Affleck kind of so fresh in our minds, you know, where, you know, we're thinking about Christian Bale, we're thinking about Michael Keaton, we're thinking about all these different Batman. And now we have a, another one, you know, and like some of them are even like, on the screen at like, you know, like the same time now, like Ben Affleck's going to pop up in the flash movie. And then we're going to have this Robert Pattinson one. So you got to really stand out, but I'm loving what I'm seeing visually. It looks gorgeous. Matt Reeves looks like he's like directing the shit out of this movie. The score is incredible, especially like when that title card comes up. Oh my word. The music sounds like it's going to be great for Michael Giacchino. Um, <laughs> and just, and just everyone in this trailer, it was like firing on all cylinders. Pattinson looks fantastic as Batman. And I think they're lifting a lot from like the year one, like storyline. I think this takes place like in the first year of him being Batman, which I think is a great, or, or is it the second year? Is that what you said? It's, second year? it's, it's year two, because I know um, Matt Reeves has discussed that this is not year one Batman. This is year two, but this oh, okay. is a year two Batman where he's finding that he's been around for two years, but the thing is that he's finding that he's not having any of the effect as Batman that he wishes he, he, he oh, could cool. have. So that plays into the reason why there's not much Bruce Wayne in this, because Bruce Wayne is only there for like a very minimal appearance. And Batman is the full identity. Like there's even that shot in the last trailer where he's wearing the eye makeup and he's got the helmet on. And I think that's also another way to cue the audience that that whenever he's got that black eye makeup, it's Batman that's spying and that's uh that's basically taking a look at everything and surveying all of gotham it's not bruce wayne anymore it's just purely Mm. batman and that's also just another just a a very very interesting point of view to take where it's like this is a batman who's almost like this close to basically saying f it and let's just do what we need to and kill who we need to because again he's beating the crap out of those people and it's like vicious too i mean like there's even that one shot in the trailer when he's got the guy up against the uh yeah yeah the the column and he's shocking him and he's choking him at the same time yeah yeah like yeah it was yeah no i love how that plays into like the whole Eat super emo Batman thing because everyone's saying like this is the emo version of Batman but I like that it plays into that it's like mm-hmm. he's second year Batman he's not getting results he's kind of emo about it and he wants to go kick some ass because of it yeah. I like no it. I, I I mean I love it because it's like 
especially you mentioning like, you know, he thinks like he's not doing enough or he's not having the effect that he wants to. Like you really get a sense of that in the trailer where Alfred's like, you know, like you need to be careful, you know, like you might really, you know, like lose something. You might really hurt yourself. You might like this might backfire for you. And he's like, I don't care what happens to me. Like he's just so like nihilistic at this point that yeah. it's I've never seen that version of Batman before. I mean, I've seen a, like a dark brooding you know, dreary Batman, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen a Batman that like is this like beaten up emotionally and this like dark. And that's really compelling to me. And I think Pattinson's really tapping into that well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like Nancy said, like, I do want to see the Bruce Wayne, you know, part of him, because obviously that's a big part of the Batman character, you know, seeing him be both uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman. But even if like we see him as Bruce and he's like barely holding up that facade, I think that's great because like, mm -hmm. even like if he's Bruce Wayne, you could tell like he's barely keeping it together. Like that plays into the fact that like he's fed up and that he's angry and he's aggravated. And I think Pattinson is going to be so good at playing that if that's what he chooses to do. But him as Batman, fantastic. The hand to hand oh. combat looks so damn good. I mean, compared to like, I love the Nolan movies. I love them. But one of the weakest parts of those movies is the hand to hand combat where it literally looks like it takes Batman five minutes to throw one punch. <laughs> like It literally looks like he just put on some icy hot and he's still like, like recovering. And it's just it's it's not as visceral as you want it to be. But in, you know, especially in the first trailer and in this trailer, when Batman is beating people up. It's just incredible. You feel every punch. The sound effects are incredible. I mean, that one shot, which I keep replaying in my mind like over and over and over again, is like where it's in the dark and they're firing at him. Yes. Like a bulletproof suit. And literally, it's just like you see the bullet flares and you just see him like beating the shit out of people. It's just an amazing shot. And it really just shows you how brutal and how imposing this Batman is. This is a terrifying Batman. And I, I really love the fact that they're making Batman like this imposing and this menacing. And I just, I could not be more excited for this. I mean, like you said, Penguin looks unrecognizable. Colin Farrell looks unrecognizable as the Penguin. Zoe Kravitz looks great as Catwoman. I think she was perfectly cast. Oh my word. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano, I love the fact that they're not even showing his face in the trailer. That's a nice move. It's, it's it. nice. I like that. Um, and I, <laughs> I think like that opening shot of like the coffee mug, like where it like zooms in on the question mark or whatever. I, I read a comment that made me laugh for like a good five minutes where someone's like, if he's the kind of guy that when he orders a coffee, he asks specifically for a question mark to be drawn <laughs> in the latte. That's a whole different kind of supervillain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but, but probably, probably one of my other favorite comments that came out of that latte as well is someone literally watching the trailer going, is that actually a latte? <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. But but there but there's another thing. There's another thing. You mentioned the fact that we've never seen that we've not seen his face yet. What do you guys think of the theory that there are multiple Riddlers and that they're purposely hiding which one they capture? Because there's that moment in the trailer where Pattinson sees the Riddler and he's immediately just like punching, punching the freaking window, just going, Where is he? And like I'm like, oh, what what if what if Riddler is that? calculating mm -hmm. that he set an imposter to get captured i think that would be cool that that would be really cool and like honestly it's it's one of those things where i'm like you know just just thinking about I, it i'm like that is I very feel like riddler. we haven't had a riddler who's very ridley you know what i mean we've had the kind of hokey riddler but we haven't had one who's like you know <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. not so much like the 1960s one where he's, you know, leaving clues in the sky and all of that. But I almost <laughs> kind of want that. I want this very Riddler thing where he has to, like, make him find clues and do these all these tricks and stuff, but not in a, like, I mean, super campy way. 
Yeah, but like what I heard and what made me really excited was that I've seen like various reports that say that like the plot of this movie, like A, takes place during like the week of Halloween, that B, it's like a really big detective story having to do with like the Riddler and his like, you know, riddles and his clues and stuff like that. Um, and that it's like extremely dark, which I'm like, oh, my God, three out of three right there. That's what I like. Because yeah. yes. the thing about Batman that I love is that he is a detective. And I feel like that's very rarely shown in the Batman movies. Like you get a little bit of it in the Bale movies. You get a little bit of it in the Batfleck movies a little bit of in the Keaton movies, but like not enough where like you realize, oh, this is like an amazing detective and not just like a superhero or something like that. So if they're really going to tap into that and really play into the whole Fincher seven kind of thing, oh my God, am I on board? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's also, and, and it's also like, I've heard certain rumors that, um, that the majority of the film is about, it's, it's almost cutting close to a three hour movie, but it's oh, yeah. also, but it's also taking place from the perspective of Batman replaying this case in his head and narrating oh. the entire thing, like a true film noir. And I'm like, Ooh. Oh, oh please, yes, please get me in on this. Oh. Like, this keeps getting better because, because the thing is Reeves has said that his biggest influences on this film are movies like Taxi Driver and movies like uh, Chinatown, where it's, you know, Jake Giddy's finding that there's this really, really seedy underground version of L.A. that is, you know, completely, completely a hit into the public. And that's sort of what Batman is. Batman is trying to take down the worst of the worst in the criminal underbelly. And what what better of a template than Taxi Driver in Chinatown, seriously? So. God, there's just not enough I can say about this trailer. The wait for the wait until March 4th I know. is going to be so yeah. long. I've, I've already, I've already like you guys know, I love collecting action figures. I've already got my Batman, the Batman figures already pre-ordered and they cannot get here sooner. I want them so badly. <laughs> just imagine you hate the fucking movie. And then, oh my God. And then these toys uh, show up and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, See, you remind I, me about this movie. No, because See, I, I did that I already, once. Yeah. No, what movie it, wasn't was with, it? Um, it wasn't with um, like toys, but like I bought like the actual like big poster to like put in my room because I forget what movie it was. It was like a big blockbuster movie. And then I saw it and I was like, damn it. <laughs> I, was, like, I just like I remember like I really didn't like it. It was like mediocre. And I remember I tore down the movie poster in just like pure unbridled anger and i was like never again <laughs> <laughs> i will watch this movie first yeah. before i commit to it yeah, yeah. yeah exactly don't jinx it don't jinx it by buying stuff beforehand it's a lesson we have well it's too late now oh yeah it's <laughs> too true. late yeah. now <laughs> also true again again i've only i've only gotten two things so far i've gotten the pants and bat the bat figure but i've also gotten the uh the hot wheels of the batmobile because whatever happens with this movie that Batmobile is freaking incredible. I love right. that Batmobile. So I'm still keeping it, that. still still keeping it, still keeping right. it uh, relatively Fair enough. balanced. Fair enough. There is one All thing right. I wanted to go back to really quick that Tom said that uh, reminded me uh, in terms of like the hand-to-hand combat with Christian Bale, it looking slow. Uh, one thing that I really appreciated, which is such a weird thing to point out, but... There was a close-up on his suit where you could see the stitching in uh, his mask, which I appreciated so much because I was like, 
Yes, exactly. It's a fucking functional suit. It's not this mm-hmm. plasticky thing where you can't move. Right. And I love that detail to it of where it's like, yeah, this is a, a, an actual suit where he can move, he can fight. It looks good. It's functional. It's not like Michael Keaton's suit. Probably that's all plasticky and shit and Christian Bale. So mm-hmm. those little details I'm, I really appreciate and I think they're going to be throughout the whole film as well. So I'm super excited about those, those little things too, that are going to be added. And, and what do you, and, and about those little details, what do you think of the idea of the the bat symbol being made from the parts of the gun that murdered his parents? Oh, geez. Oh, no, I right. love that. I hope that's I hope that's right because that would yeah. be so awesome. It's so dark. It's 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 gone. It's gone around, and that's one of those things where Kevin Smith actually did that in one of his comic arcs. But the thing is, when you really look at the bat symbol that's in the middle, you see that there are handles in them, and it almost looks like a gun. So I'm like, hmm. did he did he take his parents? Did he take the gun that murdered his parents and put it on his chest? If yeah. not, if if so. We're about to get the most metal Batman of all time and the most metal one and the most metal one that doesn't feel like it's betraying what it is. Like, I thought the Zack Snyder Batman was perfect throughout most of it, except for one detail that he just murdered everybody. Like, again, Mm. that was the entire point to Batman was that he did not kill because he did not want to step over that line. And what we're seeing with this trailer is we're seeing a Batman that is coming close and maybe the Riddler is going to be that one little that one little nudge forward, or is it going to be the nudge back? Because there's that moment in the trailer where Alfred's like, "If you keep doing this, you're 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 going to go down a place that you can't come back from." I mean, it was much better in the trailer because Andy Serkis is a much better actor than I'll ever be. <laughs> but oh yeah, and Andy Serkis is Alfred. Such a, oh yeah, perfect. Such yeah. a different interpretation yeah. of that, and then also looking at his face, he has like hey, all he these. Up. Yeah, he looks like he's been through the crap. Yeah, he looks like yeah. he's seen some shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some like Metallica playing in the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. It, it would be Nirvana. It would be uh, something in the way, oh, right? True. Or maybe some My Chemical Romance if we're feeling like it. There you go. There, you go. there we go. <laughs> But uh, shifting gears now from uh, DC fandom again, just Batman looks great. We're all really excited about it. But uh, this past weekend, um, speaking of it's Halloween time. And of course, a new Halloween movie came out with Halloween kills. We've all seen the movie um, and we're here to talk about what we thought about the movie. So uh, Halloween kills. We'll start with Andres. You know, uh, what did you think of Halloween kills? Did you like it more than the first movie? Did you like it less? What are you feeling about this one? Where would you fall? I like it a little bit less than the last one, but I will say the last one I really enjoyed in terms of bringing us Michael Myers back into the fold and making him scary again and getting rid of some of the the thorn elements and kind of getting back to basics with him and sort of giving us a Laurie Strode that, you know, not only that, I mean, while I really liked H2O, I really liked the fact that in this new version, she was the one that was ready to give out the punches as opposed to as opposed to receiving the punches more than anything else. But she looked like she could really hold her own that she really learned in all the subsequent 30 or 40 years since the original movie happened. Having said that, this movie I felt like was steps forward in terms of the gore and in terms of the, the horror elements, but I mm. felt like it was also steps backwards in giant ways with certain things in the mythology and then also certain things in terms of the ending as well too if we're not going to spoil the ending i would just say that 
Definitely, definitely leaves a lot of questions going forward for the next film, which is supposedly supposed to be released next year, um, this time next year. But yeah, overall, I would say I enjoyed it, but I had a tad, tad, tad bit of a a tinge of disappointment, if you will, because I just kind of was just like, there's certain things that really bother me in movies. And this one really did a lot of them consistently Mm. all the way through. I mean, for I mean, I mean, if we can spoil one thing, how many times does Michael Myers need to just backhand a fucking gun out of someone's hand at the very <laughs> moment they're about to pull the trigger? I mean, how did he learn gun kata? No one ha- knows how to aim in this movie. <laughs> oh, no. Not one. I think that's very evident. <laughs> in the whole time. Not one. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. How about Michael, Nancy? What do you go? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Nancy, what did you think? Are you in the same boat or like? I mean, Halloween Kills was a sequel that happened, is how oh, I no. feel about it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's just there for me. I was I was honestly like, I'm so glad to not pay to watch this in the theaters. I was watching so, Peacock. I, I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was very disappointing for me. I really liked the 2018, 2018 one. I think it was 2018. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 2018 one. Um, I didn't like the back and forth that they did between like 2000, like it was our 2000, like 1978 and then 60 and then back to 2018. And the, I didn't like the back and forth. I think it was just, but it was okay. I, I don't know. It was like, I really did like all the kills and I like that they upped the gore and I like that they made, you know, Michael Myers back into this very um, menacing character, I, you know, actually someone that you're going to be afraid of, but mm-hmm. like, there was a lot of stuff with the dialogue that was like so bad and again, the back and forth. And it was just a lot of moments where it's like, what the fuck are you doing, guys? Like, you could have murdered him like 20 times by now. I don't want, and I get it. It's a horror movie and they're going to the next movie. But right. also like Jamie Lee Curtis was barely in the movie. I was like, what the fuck was the point of you being in this? There wasn't. Like, <laughs> he did nothing. Um, I really think if they had taken a a a beat between the last one and this one, instead of literally leaving off where the last one left off, I think it would have been better. I think it needed time to, it needed some breathing room. It didn't need to be like, oh, we're right back in the scene we left off on and they're going to the hospital and it's, you know, all of this. It just, I don't know. To me, this movie was just so all over the place. I did not enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed the kill scenes though. All the action scenes and all that, I liked it. I liked it on a very mm-hmm. bare minimum level, but as as opposed to like, uh, you know, it kind of lifting the story and moving it forward, I didn't like it in that aspect. How gotcha. about you? I feel like I'm in like the middle of where you guys are because I thought it was like, okay. I, I was someone who I loved the 2018 uh, movie, which I thought like really reestablished Michael Myers as like a terrifying character where and I, I felt like the scares are really creative and like there were actually some legitimately good jump scares and the story was engaging. Bringing back Laurie Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis was great. And seeing that rivalry between her and Michael, like at the forefront of the movie was really, really cool, especially the ending was really satisfying. So I was really excited for the sequel. But for me, it just like, OK, the gore and the kills were fun. 
But other than that, it's like there really was there were no good scares in this movie. A lot of them felt cheap. A lot of them felt really poorly thought out. The direction wasn't as strong from David Gordon Green this time around. I felt like he was far more creative in the first movie. Um, I felt like Michael wasn't as terrifying this time around. He was just kind of like this brute force, which. Okay, but I mean, I did appreciate the fact that they kind of brought back his whole childlike posing bodies thing. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And I thought that made him a little bit more interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, Laurie Strode sidelined basically the entire movie. And when they try to put her into the mix, it doesn't really last long. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, and it's, and the movie's trying to like hammer home a pretty heavy handed message about mob mentality that, I don't know, didn't really work all that well for me. Um, I thought a lot of the acting was pretty terrible. Um and I just felt like there were a lot of laughable moments in terms of just characters making really dumb choices. <laughs> and it also felt like this movie was struggling with its identity. It didn't know whether it wanted to be like a serious horror film or a kind of like a horror movie with like a good sense of humor, kind of like that first movie was. And like this one, it felt like, you know, there's scenes like with that, like that, those big John, little John characters were like, OK, they're clearly <laughs> going for laughs here. And I enjoyed that because I was like, OK, this is fun. Like, it's still scary, but like, there's also like a good sense of humor. And I like that. But then there's scenes where you could tell they're trying to really be serious. And then it's kind of coming off a little bit laughable because maybe the acting or some of the dialogue and it's just not that good. And this movie also suffers from being the second part in a clear trilogy where it ends and it's super anticlimactic and it's not really satisfying. And it kind of just feels like this middle story in a three part story where like, you don't really get the satisfaction that you need out of a second installment. And I just found, found this to be like a big step back for me. I just didn't think it was as scary. I didn't think it was as entertaining. Sure. It was more violent and the kills were maybe a little bit more creative and brutal. But other than that, I was pretty disappointed with this. I don't know. I just, I kind of expected more. I wanted more. I hope in the third part's good though. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of it felt like it was trying to shoehorn in like deeper messages within yeah. the movie, but it just wasn't pulling it off. And for me personally, I struggle watching any scenes with someone who has like mental health issues or like, and I know it's, you know, for the criminally insane, uh, insane, uh, but that whole scene just like really got to me personally and just like having to watch it was I don't know it's just very cringy to me I didn't like it I didn't like that mm -hmm. they were trying to do this bigger message within this movie it just didn't feel like it fit um and again for me personally I just like ugh, it, it was just one it was a hard scene for me to watch personally gotcha yeah no I totally agree with you and it was it was for me it was kind of a hard scene to watch in terms of just all right this whole town has been has been traumatized by Michael Myers. And yet they don't know what he looks like. Yep. Yeah. Like, how do you not know what he looks like? And that he's like <laughs> feet taller than the guy you're going after. And also the exactly. guy you're going and after. A bat. Like, yeah. how do you not have a gun? You think a bat's going to do it? Did you not see what he did to oh, like okay. 20 see, other the people? Thing that, the thing that drives me crazy is that in the first movie, they established that he did not have his mask. So he was in this psych ward where he did not have his mask for who knows how long. Someone must have snapped a picture of the guy exactly. so that in case this scenario happens where he happens to get out and, you know, that like he's on the, you know, on the run again, that they can post his picture and be like, if you see this man, run the fuck out of the way exactly <laughs> or it to the authorities so like 
in this movie, yeah, they have this whole mob mentality. And honestly, I think the concept of the town going after Michael is cool. I think that's great. Like when they were like, oh, yeah, let's all you know split up and try to find him. I was like, OK, this is exciting. I like this. I'm on board for this. But then just the way they handle that whole story just was really poor. And like I said, I just feel like they should have known what he looked like at this point, you know, and known that that you know, well, I just don't want, I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm trying not to get too specific with it, but they should have known what he looked like. And then just kind of the ultimate resolution of that part of the story kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And like Nancy said, just felt out of place. Yeah. It felt out of place. And it was also weird because I think someone put it out on Twitter, the best, the entire mob of people in Haddonfield who had been traumatized by Michael Myers, they're looking for a guy who is the Terminator for lack of a better word but they're going after the guy that looks like Danny DeVito. It's like, it's just, how could you get that so wrong? And also that guy that you're chasing, does he really seem like the guy that would be able to kill like nine EMT unit, EMT people on the same day? Highly debatable. Not one of you had a gun. Like, Why are you going after him with a bat? What yeah, sense like, does that make? <laughs> let me take this bat against this guy who's pretty much invincible. This will work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the thing is, like, my entire audience, the minute that Laurie Strode's granddaughter went into the car and got the shotgun, we we're like, yeah, hells yeah, yeah. we're going to get shit done. And then all of a sudden, every time, boom, right at the very yeah. last second, it was it was yeah. comical. It was comical so much so to the point where I was literally in the theater going, this is literally me doing this the entire movie. Yep, I can imagine. That's a very yeah. Andres thing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, like, so I, yeah, so, yeah, so I think we could all agree that this one was a little bit frustrating. But, you know, October is a great time to watch horror movies. And, you know, us three, we've talked about many a horror movie, you know, on and off air. Um, and the one thing I definitely wanted to let audience or our, 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 or I can't, Jesus. Okay. I think I just, I shut down. Oh, I, think I, I, I think, I think I need to reboot. Buddy. All right. We're restarting the system. Okay. Hold on. Let me just take a sip here. I think I need to recalibrate. Hold on. How's that vodka tasting? I'm at a, oh, I'm at a I, I need something stronger. But uh, what was I about to say? So now that I feel a-okay now. So what, what I was going to say is that we want to give what we think is a very underrated horror movie that you should watch because, you know, often we watch some of the classics, you know, like the original Halloween or maybe even some of these newer installments. But there's some underappreciated gems out there that I feel like deserve more, you know, play and deserve to be talked about more. So each of us has picked a movie that we think is really underrated in the horror genre for you guys to watch. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. Um, but yeah, so let's start with Nancy. What, what's your pick? So my pick is a movie called Behind the Mask. Uh, that's not the, the tw- have you seen it, Andres? Okay. Yes, I have. So, uh, and correct me because I know there's like a, there's a second part to the title. It's like some story, I forget. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, Andres. It's like the story of- The, sto- the story of Leslie something, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So essentially what it is, is that it's like a mockumentary but they're following a serial killer and he's telling like them his secrets on how he like keeps up to date <laughs> with like all his serial killer, like um, <laughs> strategies. Cool. And um, uh, oh gosh, I should know his name, but the guy who plays Freddy Krueger is in it. Um, the little old lady from gotcha. uh, Poltergeist is in it as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's super funny, but it also has like some good scares in it and some good horror in it. Um, but I just love it so much. It's, it's basically this killer 
Um, again, kind of giving his tips and tricks on how to like keep up to date with his serial killerness um, and how he does everything. And it's I'm just trying to stay relevant. No, he's like, yeah, if you want to be like a Freddy or like a Michael, you know, you really oh, got to keep up with your regimen. Like, yeah. It's so <laughs> no, that funny. sounds great. Um, but it, it but it still has some good like kills in there and like horror in it. So I highly oh. recommend it. It's so funny. It's so good. Definitely check it out when you can. Is it Plus, streaming anywhere? Uh, I think it was on Netflix last time it I looked. Was on Netflix for a while. Um, if not, I bet you Amazon has it. I can mm-hmm. I can look right now as as you give yours, Andre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andre. So what's your pick, man? Well, well, before before we go to my pick, I just want to say um Behind the Mask actually has one of my favorite lines in any movie, which is when I hope serial it's killers. My favorite line. Oh, it, uh, it might I, be. I hope it's my favorite line as well. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. Okay. Well, it's it's the moment where where he's introducing him to the he's introducing the crew to his house and all this other stuff, and you see that he has pets. He has like a cage animal, and then he's like, "Yep, they're all adorable. I keep not feeding them, and they keep not dying." <laughs> <laughs> That's not my favorite line, but my favorite line is where he's explaining how, like, because, you know, like, most of the murderers, like, you know, they're, like, walking very slow, and then somehow they're right. right behind you. So he shows that, like, he walks really slow, and then when you don't look, he, like, runs really fast. He's like, you <laughs> run like a freaking gazelle every time. So I love funny. that. Oh, yeah. my God. It's so no, I, need to, I need to see this movie. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a great really- one. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But, yeah, but in terms of my pick, I'm actually going to go for one for some reason, it's very underrated in certain respects because everyone I've talked to, they've always heard of it, but they've never actually seen it. And I'm going to say it's 1987's Near Dark, directed by Catherine Bigelow, is one of my all-time mm. favorite vampire movies just and just of all time. And it's available on Shudder right now. It is not available physically because the Blu-ray has been out of print since... 2007 2008 2009 and then also on top of that they are just about to release a 4k from shout factory oh my god i love you shout factory so much um but yeah but (laughs) they're they're resurrecting it and they're bringing it back in 4k shutter has a streamable version that's up and available right now and to give you a quick pitch on this it's it's a vampire gothic film meets a Western and it is so good and is so interesting. Basically cowboy meets a girl girl turns out to be a vampire girl ends up turning him into a vampire. And then, and then he meets her pack, uh, her, her family or her pack. That is this very eclectic group of people. Like there is a vampire that's over like hundreds and hundreds of years old, but he's a small child. And then it's Lance Hendrickson from, from like prehistoric days. And it's also um, Jeanette Goldstein from aliens. Like, yeah, that's, that's also the other thing too. Lance Hendrickson, Jeanette Goldstein and Bill Paxton are all in this Ooh. movie and they're all outcast. in the original alien. They're all outcasts and Bill Paxton steals every scene in this movie. He's that's not surprising. Per, per, personally, for me, he's my this is probably my favorite Bill Paxton performance of all time. Like he's he's one of the best and he's just so out there. And his character is just so memorable. Severin is just life. Severin is the reason why I love leather jackets. So <laughs> go see this movie. It's fantastic. Still holds up. They tried to remake it back in 2009 and they immediately canceled it because they're like, no, we can't do this any no, better. We have peaked. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's available on Shutter. Catherine Bigelow's 1987 classic Near Dark, fantastic, still holds up. Can't say enough good things about it. Go check it out. Awesome. I haven't seen either of these, so I'm putting these on my queue. Damn. All right. Ooh. Great. So now, now my pick um, is a movie that I've been waiting for the opportunity to sing its praises because every year come Halloween, I'm always looking to watch it because it's one of my favorite um, remakes, actually. And it's just one of my favorite horror movies in general. And I think it's severely underrated. Um, it is the remake of Fright Night, which stars <clears throat> Colin Farrell and the late Anson Yelchin. And uh, it's a remake of uh, a very popular horror movie. I think that was in the 80s, if I'm... I mean, Andres, you would know better than me if it came out in the... I feel like it's an 80s movie, right? <laughs> yeah, um, 1985. Okay, all right, nice flex. All right. <laughs> a little flex there. Just a little flex there. But um, for those of you out there who are not familiar with the story, this is also a vampire movie where, like, a young high school boy, you know, uh, a new neighbor moves in next door who's, like, handsome and charismatic, and he's played here by Colin Farrell. And what he doesn't know is that his neighbor is a super imposing and super dangerous vampire that is slowly kind of taking people into his home and creating this, like, army in his basement to kind of uh, revamp his own breed. And it's, like, this horror comedy and it is such a fun movie. Anton Yelchin is dialing it up to like mm -hmm. 11 in a great way. He's fantastic in the movie and really grounds it. Colin Farrell is so damn good as like the main antagonist, the main vampire in the movie. He's having a blast as this character. He's <laughs> chewing up scenery. He's loving every bit of it. I love him in this movie. And it's a really well-made movie, too. This is directed by Greg Giuseppe, who, if you don't know that name, he recently directed Cruella for Disney, which was really fantastic. And he definitely knows his way to make a movie look great. And there's even one sequence in this movie that's made to look like a one-er, where it like, is like this car chase sequence that looks like it's all done in like one take. That's phenomenal. The action sequences are fun. They're gory. Even David Tennant pops up in a great role <laughs> where he is having a blast and he's he nails every single line delivery he gets if you're looking for like a fun you know a horror movie that's you know equal parts horrifying and funny friday night should be right up your alley the last time i checked it is on hulu it may not be there anymore but i think it might still be on hulu watch it it is such a fun movie i mean have you guys seen the the remake of friday night Ginger! i unfortunately have not seen it yet um that is definitely one that's been on my list to watch though so good. I feel like Andre, I feel like you saw it, right? I, I definitely feel like you saw it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did see it. David Tennant in that movie. I mean, I mean, just, just his very introduction where he's playing this Chris Angel type of character. Oh, so good. And then, and then he's covered in tattoos. They immediately right afterwards when he's having the interview with Anton Yeltsin, just takes some booze and literally wipes off all the freaking <laughs> tattoos. Such a poser. It's such just so, so goddamn funny in this movie. And just also his, his morbid fascination with leather is hysterical. Oh movie. yeah. It's like, leather doesn't <laughs> breathe. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's so great. But yeah, but also just even talking about, um, uh, Oh my goodness. I love, I love her. And she plays the mom. Um, Oh, um, Tony Collette, right? Tony Collette, Tony Collette. There we go. I was yeah. about to say Tay Leone. It's like, no, it's the other Tony Collette, <laughs> but yeah, Tony Collette is, is fantastic in this movie as well. Mm -hmm. Um, this is also one of the rare remakes. You know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say oh, it, guys. Say it. Say it, man. Say it. Better. Better than the original. I like Ooh, it better. Baby. There mm. it is. He said it. Yeah. No taking it back now. No, no taking it back. And I, and I will I will defend it to, to no end. But I will say the original I really love. This one I thought was even better. And they, they took so many elements from the original and just ran with it. 
And, you know, again, Anton Yelchin, he's dialing it to 11, but it's, it goes with the paranoia of the fact that when yeah. he, like, like when he figures this out, he literally only has 12 <laughs> hours. He only has 12 hours to figure this whole thing out before it's nighttime again. And before he has to go deal with this crazy neighbor who knows that he knows, like it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's so perfect. And it's so just, it, it straddles that line between horror and com- comedy so well. It's so well done. And honestly, for me, it was so sad that when it came out, it completely bombed. No one yeah. really saw it. I was there. I was over at a pre-screening actually. And I saw the movie in 3D. That was also the weird thing too. The 3D actually really worked in this. Oh yeah. Really I good. forgot that that came out in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm in full movie movie. to do 3D in. That's Oh, but it totally works. Cause I remember I saw it in 3D too. Oh, like there's, there's some really great like action sequences where they kind of like really play into it. That is so much fun. It's like one of those rare 3d movies that was like worth it back in that day where like everything was coming out in 3d. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just even like small moments, like when someone's in a pool and they let go of a cross and the cross just comes towards the screen. It's like, okay, that's great. Or even just some of the action scenes where you're like, Oh crap, that was even more visceral than, than what I thought it was going to be like, yeah, it's, it, it totally works. And it's totally great. But I do love that there's a quick cameo by uh, Chris Randon, who actually played Jerry the vampire in the original film oh, at some cool. point. At some point in the movie, when I, I, I all I will say is two cars stop, one passenger gets out and it's Chris Randon. So they so they're very That's respectful awesome. of the original as well. So, yeah, I can't recommend this one enough. And I'm in full agreement with you. It's absolutely one that people need to put on their on their uh, on their docket. Awesome. So there you go, guys. You've got three great movies that you need to watch stat that all seem to be on streaming. So definitely give them a watch and definitely let us know what you think of them. If you do get a chance to check them out, we hope you enjoyed today's show. It was a big packed show. We had a blast, you know, talking about these trailers, that piece of movie news, you know, these Halloween movies, including the new Halloween film. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you had a good time watching it. And if you guys want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, there are links to all of those in the description of this video. And also, if you want to listen to us on the go, we are now on Spotify. That's right. We are on Spotify. So if you want to listen to us in your car, simply type in Film on Tap on Spotify and you'll be able to find us. Just look for our logo. And if you're having trouble, of course, just there'll be a link to that in the description as well. And in terms of finding us three on social media, Nancy Andres, we'll start with Nancy. Where can people find you on the social media? You can find me at PL underscore Band-Aid um, on Twitter and Instagram. And then, of course, you can find me here on Film on Tap. And then every once in a while on Video Chronic Quizzes. And me and Andres are going to do a show on Crazy Ooh. Girlfriend uh, coming up. Uh, check that out. It's only going to be four episodes. It's kind of a one and done thing, but I'm still ex- super excited about it. But yeah, awesome. where you can find me. Awesome. Andres, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on twitch.tv as Galagos209. And then you can also find me on the High Voltage Media Channel's YouTube page where we just posted up our episode of Any Given Sunday. And we're going to be having a couple episodes and you're going to be able to find me on the video with uh, Nancy talking about crazy ex-girlfriend. <sighs> you, you good, man? You all right? You hanging in there? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. The you, I can tell. He came back to bite you. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh, my Oof. God. Oof. Well, while you're recovering, if you're looking for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. You can find me at Tom Chattelbash. 
uh, definitely hit me up on those platforms. Follow me there to follow me from day to day and definitely follow these two fine co-hosts. They're well worth your time as well. And as always, thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned for another episode in a couple weeks and also make sure to follow us on the social media so that you don't miss an episode. We hope you enjoyed the show. We certainly enjoyed hosting it for you and we will see you in a couple weeks. You have a great one. Thank <laughs> you.